On this week's episode of The Fizz, I become a born-again Detroit Lions slappy after the NFL draft we just had. I cover all of the Lions' picks, I talk about how I feel about them, and then, of course, I predict the Lions to win the NFC North because I am again swimming in Kool-Aid. After I freak out about the Detroit Lions a little bit, we get into The Last Dance, the episode with the bad boys, Michael Jordan. We talk about how Dennis Rodman is probably my new favorite basketball player of all time, Um, and we talk about Michael Jordan's yellow eyes. Uh, After that, I get into the best Taco Bell menu items, followed up with the best shitty Hall Road restaurants before we end with a little over-under. We are live on Instagram again every Wednesday at 8.30 on Instagram Live. I'm doing it in my office. Uh, You guys should tune in when you can. But I appreciate you being here and listening to the podcast. So now, let's get into the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Hello, 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 and welcome. There we go, that's a little better. Hello, boom, let's do it. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of The Fizz. How is everyone doing tonight? We are in the throes of quarantine. I don't know what we're at. Um, Seven weeks? Eight weeks? I have no idea. I'm losing days of the week. Um, Every day is starting to feel the same. I got the same meetings every day. I'm in the same room. Um, Crushing pizza like every other day. Today I just took down four slices of Howie's. Um, Feeling pretty sluggish. Uh, Went... I mentioned, I believe, before when we were discussing pizza that when I go Howie's, I normally go sesame seed crust. Got a lot of backlash for going sesame seed uh, crust. Switched it up today. Went with a fan favorite uh, Cajun crust. Um, It was very good, but man, I'll tell you, it's it's already doing uh, a lot of work on my stomach right now. So whatever. Let's just get going. Update like I've been giving you guys every week. Uh, We moved on to like the next level of bullshit with Airbnb. Uh, So if you don't know this, I was supposed to go on my bachelor party like two weeks ago. That bitch Becca who owns the house would not give us our money back. We've escalated to like the fifth tier of a complaint to Airbnb. We had to send them like the PDF of the official state release of Arizona, the official state release of Michigan to like prove that we were physically, legally not able to go to the house in Scottsdale. So we do all this, we submit everything, passports, I don't know, photo IDs, just a lot of work to try to get this $1,600 back. And they still just said, you gotta ask the homeowner. Um, and Becca won't give us the money. So that bitch Becca is still uh, eating our fucking killing us right now, keeping all our money. But whatever, who cares? Last week was, let's move on from this. Last week was the most exciting week in sports we've had since the coronavirus hit. 
And I don't know about you guys, but I was super juiced up for the NFL draft. And let me tell you guys, I go, I know leading into this thing, I was making fun of Quinn and Patricia and the Lions and everything, but I'm no different than you or the person next to you or anybody that you know that's a Lions fan. I am no different whatsoever. I'm the same. I'm the same sick, twisted, individual, slappy fuck that the, the craziest guy that you know is. So I thought this year was going to be my jaded year for the Lions. I'm just a jaded Lions fan. I'm not into this. I'm not excited for them. They're going to let me down. They're always going to be in last place. I mean, I was real excited about getting Patricia. He's got nine wins. They won three last year after going 0-2-1. And, um, and so I was like, fuck them. You know, everyone is dogging Patricia, dogging the, the whole organization from Calvin Johnson to Glover Quinn to fucking Darius Slade, everyone else in between. Um, so I was done. I was, I was done being a Leo's guy. Um, I mean, not, not done being a Leo's guy, but like done believing in him. Um, and then they do, then they have this draft. Then they have this draft. And I don't know if you guys were following my Instagram, following the story, but they turned me into like one jaded ass motherfucker into the slappy that sits in front of you right now. This draft got me so jazzed up, so juiced up, I'm going to have to drink the Kool-Aid for another year. Um, I don't think I have any choice. So what I'm doing here is we're going to walk through this draft, uh, what the Lions did. I'm going to read what CBS gave us and what I think of the player. Uh, granted, what I think of the player is factless based outside of what I saw uh, when I read about him after the draft. So... Let's just do this thing. So Okuda at number three overall, highest cornerback ever drafted. The guy is sick. The guy is awesome. I was pissed um, and I was leading into this saying I was pissed about this pick because I wanted, I wanted Okuda, but only at five, only if we could add some more picks. I still think Lions management, the whole organization, like kind of fucked up by declaring that they were absolutely positively not taking a quarterback and not moving Stafford and no interest in Tua. So they lost all of their leverage. They showed all their cards. It sucked. And after night one of the draft, um, number one, I drank 13 beers like I told you I would. I was very pissed at Detroit. I was very not excited because the draft was pretty much chalk from one to 20. Uh, and the Lions did nothing. They made no moves. They did nothing exciting. And I was pretty pissed off. Um, I thought we were just like a loser organization. They did nothing to show me that we're trying to win right now. But all that aside for night one, Okuda seems like a fucking stud. Hot take. Not even that hot. I don't even think this is that hot of a take. But after about... 11 beers on draft night, I told my buddy, Okuda, without a doubt, is going to be better than Darius Slay. And I'm sticking by that. Okuda is going to be sick. He's going to be better than Slay. He's already cooler than Slay. Okuda is going to rock. Uh, CBS, on their little tracker app, they wrote, 
I think we should have taken. I think the Lions should have taken Derek Brown. When in doubt, take the big guy. I don't think you can pass on people that play like Derek Brown. Mentions nothing about Okuda. Mentions nothing about how we uh, need second people in the secondary. They just think we should have taken Derek Brown because when in doubt, you pick the big guy. Whatever the fuck that means. That is ridiculous. Um, Reading some of the comments come through here. Eric Halstead, appreciate uh, the love there. Appreciate you tuning in uh, and the kind words here on the fizz. Um, but yeah, so Okuda, I don't agree with that right up from CBS. This guy's going to be a stud. I'm very excited about him. You'll notice this if you start following him on social media or if you see hashtags about him. His thing is hashtag free jefe. Um, and I don't think he says Jeffrey. I think he says Hefe. I would hope so. Um, and what that means, it's, it's himself. He, Jeff Okuda is Hefe. That is his nickname for himself. And I believe Free Hefe is just like, you know, like unleash me. Like I'm a beast in the secondary. So like unleash me. So if you see Free Hefe, it's not like his buddy who's in jail or a family member or like somebody that he believes was wrongly incarcerated um, and they need to get out of jail. It is my understanding that it is his own. It is his own person. That is himself. Um, and then the chili pepper seems to be his go-to emoji. But this guy, um, I don't know if you saw the um, like the stories or like the video the NFL put out. Um, you know, his his mother passed away. He plays football for his mother. Real. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm just reading the comments here, and I see uh, Jack has chimed in with oops all berries. I'll try to see how many times I can say that again in this podcast. Um, but Jeff Okuda is going to be sick. Um, seems like a solid character guy, obviously. That's all Quinn Trisha drafts. So um, very excited to see what this guy does. Want to see what number he's going to rock. I'm kind of interested in a jersey already because told you guys, I am a slap show, and I'm back. And I'm back to slap around. I got real juiced about this draft. All right, number two, uh, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, running back Georgia. Um, anybody out of Georgia is just like a dog. Um, big Georgia fan. We got two Bulldogs in the secondary. This pick surprised a lot of people. Obviously, we just drafted Carrion. Um, we haven't had a successful running back pick since Barry Sanders, for fuck's sake. I'm not even, like, exaggerating. Uh, the last, like, 10 Lions running back draft picks have just been, like, dog shit you know like job at best kevin smith um who else is in that list uh mikhail lashore uh, i'm sure you guys could help me name some other running backs here i'm not thinking of uh but a lot of dump ass running backs um in the past but deandre swift uh i didn't know too much about him um <laughs> didn't know too much about him but i uh like watched a bunch of his highlights and shit and literally this video I watched was called uh, DeAndre Swift, the shiftiest running back in the NCAA. And, um, ooh, Amir Abdullah, that's a guy we drafted. Thank you, Jack. Amir Abdullah, we drafted that guy. Um, DeAndre Swift, though, was listed, it's, it's called the shiftiest running back in the MLB, or the MLB, the NFL. And uh, this write-up here, this write-up from CBS gives it a C plus. Didn't really like the pick. C plus, and it says Swift ran through huge lanes at Georgia. Eluf elusiveness lacking. Thick frame with speed. Uh, premier receiving RB in the class. So a lot of people thought he was the best running back in the class. This is a very exciting pick if you're a Lions fan. Um, 
without a doubt, uh, Kerryon Johnson has disappointed um, in his tenure as a Lion. He's been very injured. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not ready to write him off. But I am not mad about a timeshare at running back for the Detroit Lions. Not at all, especially in today's NFL. Love the competition back there. No one's comfortable. DeAndre Swift pick. This is when start getting excited about the Leo's draft. Number three, Julian Aquara, captain, University of Notre Dame. This is the character pick of character picks. This is such a Quinn Patricia pick. Um, it's unbelievable. Brothers already on the team. Romeo Aquara is on the team. I thought Lions social media did a good job here putting the stepbrothers uh, photo together. thought that was pretty good by them. Um, as you can tell, uh, I'm liking them a little more again. I am starting to drink the Kool-Aid again. Um, I'm pretty much back as like a big Leo's guy right now. Um, but here's the write-up on Aquara. They gave it an A-. minus, Highest grade we got, higher than Okuda. And just, just to be clear, these grades are all dog shit. Like, I don't believe in them. Uh, but it's just funny to, like, refresh the app and read the grade that they give in, you know, in one second's notice. Aquara is a long, super powerful edge rusher with first-round flashes because of his bull rush and occasional pass rush moves. Just needs to improve his pass rush plans. Fluid athlete. Good ad for Detroit to pair with Trey Flowers. Um, a lot of people said this guy would have been a first-round pick if he didn't break his leg. So that's that's fun. That's exciting. Obviously looks like a good guy. Got his brother there. If you guys have not seen the video of him getting drafted and getting the phone call with his brother right there, pretty touching stuff, man. They start crying, talking about splitting rent. It's cool stuff. It's good football stuff. It's like football family is everything kind of shit. It's like that football family. It's real, real heartwarming. All right. More Ohio State coming at you. We are not done with Ohio State. Uh, pick number, th uh, third round pick, again, 75 overall. Jonah Jackson, the, they gave us an A for this one as well. Uh, and what they, what they wrote about Jonah Jackson, not a high-level athlete, but superb balance and recovery skills. Awesome handwork, awesome handwork. Constantly resets his hands in pass pro. That's always important. I always preach that. If anybody listens to this podcast, they know that I am a big hand reset guy in, in pass pro. You know that. Uh, doesn't look the part, but gets the job done. That's such like a draft football line to say. That is like such like like the hate like the player, hate the pick, hate the pick, love the player, like that shit. That like saying doesn't look the part but gets the job done has been said 286 million times um, when it comes to a draft. Uh, Detroit had a clear need on the interior up front. Boy oh boy, ain't that the truth. So finally we go inside, um, you know, on the, in, like really in the heart of the trenches here, kind of got scared with the first two, you know, DB running back. Cause we definitely needed some guys on the inside, but looks like we got a big fella from Ohio state. Now coming up next, coming up next, Logan Stenberg, fourth round pick 121st overall, most exciting pick of the draft. Absolutely. Most exciting pick. Of the draft. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Maybe I should turn up the brightness on this thing. It's getting a little dark. Let me turn on the brightness here. Wait, hold on. Let me get this brightness going. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you see this guy? I'm brightening it up for you guys. Is that a little better? A little better? Can you see the guy? Ah, uh, who cares? 
forgot if you're listening to the podcast, this is probably terrible radio. But hey, this guy, his nickname, his nickname is Mr. Nasty. Mr. Nasty. You guys probably can't see this. He's got his own website called MrNasty.co. You go there, and he's got shirts that just say Mr. Nasty with number 71 on the sleeve. You bet your sweet ass, excuse me, you bet your sweet ass come football season, I'm going to have one of these Mr. Nasty shirts, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be shit-faced downtown uh, <laughs> in my Mr. Nasty shirt. Um, Jerry is uh, chirping me on the chat here saying, can we upgrade to a $75 monitor? Yes, we can, Jerry. Send it my way, buddy. Send it my way with that tax man money you got. Send me that tax money, Jerry. Um, <laughs> um, a, lot of, a, lot of my high, a lot of high school jokes going on right now in the, in the chat. Jerry, Jerry just keeps making jokes about high school um, on the live comments here because he still lives there. He still lives in high school. Um, all right. So yes, Mr. Nasty, this guy was called the nastiest football player in the sec. I think this guy is like unanimously hated. He's got a bunch of quotes saying like, I don't, I don't quit until the other guy dies. Like, I don't want to, I want the other guy to cry to his mama. I want him to cry blood. Like he's just, he's just seems like a really hated, hated guy. Um, so the write-up from CBS, they gave it a D plus, and that's what you want. You know, if this guy is really Mr. Nasty, if this guy is really the most hated player in the SEC um, out of Kentucky, if he really is all of that, then yeah, then yeah, I want him to have a shitty grade because people don't like him. I don't want this guy to have an A plus. I want it to be a D plus. I want him to be not liked. I want this to be Richie Incognito Jr., the guy who got in trouble for like bullying a player on a football team in the NFL, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Here's the write-up on him. Play through the whistle mauler in the run game with minimal effectiveness and experience in pass protection. So starts off kind of like, ooh, all right, edgy guy, and then like like lets you know that he doesn't have much skill. Uh, Heavy-footed and lacks lateral agility or recovery skill. One-dimensional player. They just dust him up. And I know he's going to eat that shit for breakfast and start punching guys in the mouth. Um, this guy's going to be good, and I'm going to like him a lot. Or he's going to be dog shit, and I'm going to like him a lot. Either way, he's getting 35 bucks out of me for one of these t-shirts because there's no way you draft the most hated player in the SEC and he comes to Detroit and I'm not buying a Mr. Nasty shirt. I mean, it's kind of that'd be kind of ridiculous of me to not get a Mr. Nasty shirt. So after Logan Stenberg... AKA Mr. Nasty. I kind of fell off um, a little bit of like keeping up with the guys we got, but it, and it sounds like as soon it sounds like this next pick was pretty solid, and then after that it gets a little weird. Um, uh, Quintez Cephas, I don't know who this is, but he is a, a wide receiver out of Wisconsin. The right they gave it a B plus, but a lot of people like this pick. Uh, Cephas is a battler in traffic and plays faster than his timed speed. Thick body could even be a big slot in the NFL. Not a separator. Quality depth for the line at wide receivers. And I just love that there's probably some, like, nerdy white dude, like, writing these things from, like, his basement. You know, like, calling, you know, telling people, like, Quintess Cephas, like a Cephas, a top top wide receiver in the NCAA, that he's not a separator. Or, like, telling the nastiest player in the SEC that, you know, he lacks lateral agility. Like, I just... The idea of these guys writing this thing up is kind of hilarious to me, but it seems like a lot of people like this pick. I'll ride with it. 
Let's roll with it. Um, now this is where things start to get really fucking weird. This, I thought without a doubt, was the worst pick of the Lions draft. It was like just when the Lions looked like they were putting together like an absolutely fantastic draft, they got like fucking weird at the end. Um, this this running back, I don't really understand why we got him. It says Huntley has major juice downfield, but is, is very small framed. Second running back for Detroit in an already jam-packed running back room. Weird. Just wrote the word weird. And I kind of agree. Like, I don't really understand. We got uh, we got on, We got Swift. Um, even, like, who, who's the other guy? We got, like, Ty Johnson. Uh, you know, so there, there seems to be a lot of people back there, but maybe they're just trying to create the competition and have someone emerge from this. Um, so I thought that pick was weird, and they gave it a D plus, um, which was surprising. You know, in a draft where I didn't even know if we would take a running back, we took two. So um, moving on. Uh, John Penasini. He's got penis in his last name. That's just like the low-hanging fruit joke I had to make. Um, but this got an A- minus from CBS. People seem to like this. Pensini will boost the Lions' run defense immediately and constantly battle with his hands to get an edge. Good strength and deceptive athlete. Nice value here for Detroit at a position they need. This guy is out of Utah. Uh, sorry, the last guy was out of New Mexico State. Um, Huntley was. Um, and then the Lions' last pick of the draft, seventh round, 235th overall, Jay Sean Cornell, another Buckeye coming into the Motor City. Uh, Cornell has a unique frame which allows him to line up anywhere up front and flashes some handwork to beat blockers at the point of attack. Just a lower level athlete and never truly dominated. So a little bit of a dusting there at the end. That's fine. Overall, I give the Lions a B plus, A minus for this draft. And those grades mean absolute dog shit, especially coming from me. All I know is, is that I am excited for the Lions again this year when I originally thought I was just going to be a jaded son of a bitch the entire year leading up to him. Somehow this draft has roped me back in and I am extremely excited. Another reason I'm extremely excited is because the Packers and the Vikings had dog shit drafts. I didn't look too much into the Vikings. I just read it was dog shit. But the Packers won. They traded up for love for a quarterback. They in a in a where they needed wide receivers and skilled players for Rodgers after going 13 and 3 being a game away from the Super Bowl. Um they don't draft a wide receiver like when like 46 of them went off the board or something like that. Uh, I think this is absolutely crazy. And if the rumors are true that he is like Lafleur wanted to make a statement to Rogers because he's tired of Rogers' bullshit, uh, the Detroit media and NFC North media should just blow that story up. Like just keep putting it out there. Keep putting the pressure that Lafleur and Rogers are not getting along, not getting along. Um, Rogers is 36. He's still got like four years on his deal or three years on his deal. So if love is ever going to play, it's not going to be for three or four years, um, which is insane. Uh, oh, James, good call. Buddy James put in here. Bears drafted a tight end. They now have 10 tight ends on the roster. I literally forgot about the Bears because sneaky, very sneaky, the Bears are almost as incompetent of an organization as the Lions. Throwing that out there. They are just as bad um, 
I mean, Trubisky for fuck's sake, and then they draft that tight end. Like, what are they doing? They have, they literally have ten tight ends on their roster. So overall, as a Lions fan, I liked our draft the most in the division. I love that there's potential beef between the head coach and Rodgers, and I love that the Bears are just shooting themselves in the foot. So with all that being said, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty jazzed um, about the Lions season coming up. Uh, pretty excited. We might even go third in the division. So it'll be good. All right, moving on. Other sports things to cover this week. Obviously, the last the last dance. The last dance is the best thing on TV right now. If you haven't been watching it, I really suggest that you start watching it. Um, especially if you're if you're only going to watch like one or two episodes, watch episodes three and four uh, because it's all about. Well, it's not all about, but it's it's a lot about the Detroit Bad Boys and Dennis Rodman. Uh, biggest takeaways from the whole thing is number one, I thought the, I thought the Pistons were going to get dragged through the mud during this documentary. I thought they were going to get just disrespected as like the, you know, the dirtiest team in the NBA. Um, and just like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of jerks or some shit like that, but it actually wasn't that bad. They actually did show some respect to them. Um, and it wasn't, um, as like, you know, defamatory as I thought it would be. Um, number two biggest takeaway was I think Dennis Rodman might be my favorite basketball player of all time. Um, he just is awesome. He was like a hockey player more than he was a basketball player. He was just a gritty ass son of a bitch. And when you hear about him needing like 48 hours to go to Vegas, goes to Vegas parties his ass off, needs a break. The fact that they give him a break is insane. He overstays, parties too long. They got to go get him. And then he's he's beating everyone in races, in sprint drills um, at practice the next day. He's just burning it from both ends of the candle like a, like a champ. They said he would party like mad, drink his face off, you know, pound out Carmen Electra, whatever he was doing, have sex with Madonna, have her baby, and still would outrun and out-hustle everybody at practice on like one hour sleep or just come straight from the bar and go right into practice. I mean, the guy was just like an absolute legend. He was like a beauty, and I'm going to get a Dennis Rodman Pistons jersey. Um, he rocked. I am a Dennis Rodman fan forever. Just like, you know, obviously he was big around the time I was a little guy, didn't know much about him. This guy rocked. He rocked on the Pistons. He rocked on the Bulls. He's just... The guy was electric, and he's a champion. Don't ever forget how much of a champion that guy is. Um, the biggest takeaway, obviously, with this, you know, the whole beef of the bad boys and the Bulls is, like, the Pistons didn't shake hands at the end of the series in 91. Pistons didn't shake hands. They said they didn't shake hands because the Celtics didn't shake hands when they passed the torch along to them. Um, and you know what? Like, as the bad boys, as who they are, um, and as a supporter of the bad boys, like, fuck them. Like, fuck them. Like, we were the bad boys. We did whatever we wanted. No one liked us. The league didn't like us. Uh, they wanted Jordan to win. We didn't want Jordan to win. So fuck them. I'm from Detroit. I'm a bad boy. I'm a Pistons fan. Fuck the handshake. You know, I'm all about class and all that shit. But if the Celtics didn't do it and the Pistons didn't feel like doing it, there's good reason for it. And that's why we were called the bad boys. And that's why no one liked us. Cause we beat the shit out of you 
in the air, on the ground, didn't matter. We, did, we didn't want to shake your hand, so we weren't doing it. And we were the defending champs, so we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, and on top of it, like, Chuck Daly shook hands, John Sally shook hands, and, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. It's only a big deal now because Jordan's crying about it, and it's the only thing to watch on TV. Um, but one thing I did love to see was on Twitter, after all that, was, like, Pistons Twitter, like, came to life. I didn't even know that was um, a thing. And then Pistons Twitter just, like, came out of the woodwork and was like, fuck you, we're the bad boys. Like, we did this, we did that. Like, the bad boys just seemed like one of the sickest teams ever, and I'm just sad that I didn't get to watch them, um, like, growing up or anything because they they honestly just seem like one of the most badass teams of all time. Um, And I'm, like, way more into the Pistons after watching that last um, bit of The Last Dance. And the Bad Boys 30 for 30 is awesome, along with the Rodman 30 for 30. They're both amazing. I strongly recommend them both. Um, it really gets you excited. Um, I realize you guys can't see this, uh, but what this is is just I wanted to give the full picture of the Bulls-Pistons um, like history, playoff history. So they have played um, – in the playoffs, let's see, they've played in the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six times. Um, the Pistons have won four of those series. The Bulls have won two. So 1974, no one cares. The Bulls beat the Pistons in seven games in the Western Conference semifinals. Um, and then 88, 89, and 90, the Pistons beat them four games to one, four games to two, and then four games to three. Um, hard to believe that in 91, the Pistons were just swept out of town. Um, it sounds like the Bulls spent their entire summer working to just beat the Pistons. Um, and it's pretty great that the Pistons delayed Jordan from being Jordan for like two years. The one thing you keep seeing is that the Pistons made Jordan. They made him work out. They made him get stronger. They made him get angry. Um, and, you know, Jordan does show a lot of credit um, and hatred towards the, um, the Pistons, which I took as a sign of respect, and I'll take it all day. Uh, you know, that's just kind of how Detroit's always been with basketball. I mean, the bad boys and the going to work Pistons, two really gritty blue collar ass teams. Um, and it's just hard not to love them, especially, you know, being from, being from Detroit and in the Midwest, honestly. Um, who's back from all this? I mean, Carmen Electra. I don't know if you guys are following her on, I forgot she was a human that existed. Uh, but like if you're following her on Twitter or Instagram, anything really. She's just back. She's just posting all the photos of them dating, um, all her modeling pictures. I kind of forgot what she did. I thought she was a porn star. I forgot that she was just like an actress um, or like a Baywatch gal or like a Playboy girl. I don't know. I forgot. So whatever. But Carmen Electra is back. She's back on the scene. She's answering comments. Um, she looks great too, by the way, she looks great in the, uh, in the dock, but yeah, funny to know that Rodman was, uh, you know, partying with her, her in, uh, in Vegas. Cause he just needed a two day break. I mean, it was just wild, just wild stuff. I love Dennis Rodman. That guy rocks, man. That guy rocks. Um, kind of went out of order here, but here's, um, here's a picture of John Sally, like shaking hands with the bulls whatever. I don't really care. I don't care. I wish John Sally, I kind of looked down on John Sally for shaking hand for shaking hands. He should have went with Lambeer and Isaiah and just said, fuck them. Cause fuck them. It's Chicago and it's the bulls and like, fuck them. 
And like, I, you know, I was talking to some family members and I was just like, hey, you got to watch the Jordan doc. Are you watching the Jordan doc? And they're like, I'm not watching a documentary on Jordan. I fucking hate Jordan. And it's like, if you grew up in that bad boy era, I think you do just hate Jordan. I think you just hate everything about the Bulls, which I think is fair. Um, but what are you going to do? Um, another thing that I'm seeing a lot or noticing is that um, Jordan has like yellow eyes. Um, so people think he has like jaundice or something. Uh, apparently he's never addressed. Apparently this has been a thing for a while that he's, that he has yellow eyes. He's never addressed it. He's never touched on it. Um, it's just kind of something, it's like a conspiracy that he's either just aging or he has some liver issue. I don't know if anybody in the world cares about that, but I looked it up and it seemed like a lot of people had that question. Apparently it's been an issue for a while and he's never publicly stated anything and there's no rumors about it at all so i just thought that was very interesting because a lot of people keep saying um you know jordan's eyes look yellow and i totally agree so i don't know that's that that's that with jordan um so yeah i'll can so like after i saw this like bad boys one um like i was kind of like eh all right i don't know if i want to keep watching i will keep watching but i just like want more piston stuff i just want more um, I just want more bad boys content. I'm like hooked on the bad boys right now. I'm going to get a Rodman Jersey along with that Mr. Nasty shirt, um, from, from our third round draft pick. All right. So those are the sports updates. Um, we're few and far between, but I'm a slappy. So spark notes, I'm a slappy again for the lions and I'm a super slappy for the bad boys, even though they're you know not really a team anymore. Um, I'm, I'm a big bad boys guy now. So just, Mark me down as a bad boys guy. Um, you know, people might say like, oh yeah, he's a big Wings fan, you know, Iserman fan, um, gets worked up about the Lions. Put bad boy slappy under that list of things when people ask like, people are like, oh, you know, who do you follow? Whose live podcast do you watch uh, at 8.30 on Wednesdays? And you're like, oh, this this dude in his, in his unfurnished office, you know, records stuff. Um, he's a big bad boys guy. Just do that, and and they'll be so disappointed because I'll I'll never I won't bring them up with anything besides saying like they're badass and Rodman banged Electra. That's all I'll ever say. Um, all right, let's move into um, the stupid shit, the things that are holding the internet up right now. Uh, things that are holding the internet up right now are your your standard like you can only have you can only have one or you can only have three. You got to pick them. Um, so I don't, you guys probably can't see this, but what we have here this time around is first one on the, on the docket is it's 12 o'clock at night. You're, you're in the drive through at Taco Bell. You can only say, uh, let me get, uh, to three of these items. We're at Taco Bell. We got to pick three items. What we're dealing with. Number one, Crunchwrap Supreme, Crunchwrap Supreme. Number two, Burrito Supreme. Number three, quesarito. Number four, cheesy bean and rice burrito. Number five, cinnamon twists. Number six, a cheesy gordita crunch. Number seven, a chalupa supreme. Number eight, a spicy potato soft taco. What the fuck? Um, and number nine, a chicken quesadilla. Now. Let's, let's just like look at some of this shit. Um, for me, this actually is a pretty easy one. Uh, layup lines kind of for what I would want here. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like a spicy potato soft taco, is that a fucking thing? Do people get that? 
I have never heard of anybody in my life getting a spicy potato soft taco. I can't even say it like smoothly because I, I don't know what it is. So that one's gone. Spicy potato soft taco. Hi, Drew. My friend Drew just entered. He's waving at me. Hi, Drew. Um, so that one's gone. Spicy potato soft taco. Get out of here. Um, Tom Hutch. That's literally what I'm talking about. Number... Oh, number eight on the list is a spicy potato soft taco. So you must mean number eight on the menu. Um, <laughs> I see uh, my buddy James here just chimed in. Three orders of cinnamon twist out the door. That's hilarious. Why the fuck would you ever at midnight order cinnamon twists? Like, that's insane to me. That's absolutely insane. Um, so I'm just going to not, as I make fun of it, like if I can only get three things, I'm knocking cinnamon twists off the men. Like that's not in my top three. I like cinnamon twists, but there's no way that's in my top three for this order. Um, I'm knocking out a burrito Supreme and the cheesy bean and rice burrito. I don't really do burritos from, um, Taco Bell. I don't know if that's lame of me, if that's not normal, but I don't really do the burritos. So what we're left with here is a Crunchwrap Supreme, a Quesarito, a Cheesy Gordita Crunch, a Chalupa Supreme, and a Chicken Quesadilla. I got to eliminate two of these. I'm getting booed for knocking out Cinnamon Twist. Are you serious? Like, would you really, of these nine items, Cinnamon Twists are in your top three? Like, that is so crazy. Um, Yes, it is. It is all going to smell like shit regardless, Courtney. I totally agree. Um, but I love it. I love Taco Bell. Let's let's just get down to business here. I'm cutting. So I'm going to cut the quesarito. I had a quesarito once. And I think that thing has to be made absolutely perfectly for it to be made uh, like or for it to taste good. Because the ones I've had are like spooky. Like they're just... That's a lot going on. Like, isn't it just like a quesadilla wrapped burrito? That That's too much for that to be executed flawlessly. Like, if you do drive through there, like, you're done. That thing's cooked even if you live around the corner. There's no way. Um, all right, so Crunchwrap Supreme. What do we have left? Crunchwrap Supreme, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, Chalupa Supreme, and Chicken Quesadilla. This is easy for me. Chalupas are good, but that one, it's, it's out because literally my top three items are on this list. Uh, it's Crunchwrap Supreme, a Cheesy Gordita Crunch, and a Chicken Quesadilla. Um, the Cheesy Gordita Crunch, in my opinion, is is the number one thing at Taco Bell. I don't remember the last time I went to Taco Bell and did not get a Cheesy Gordita Crunch. If it's not in your top three, we, we have some things that are off um, as, as friends or acquaintances, whatever we are. Um, cheesy Gordita Crunch is up there for, like, top fast food item of all the fast food. Like... It's like Cheesy Gordita Crunch, Spicy Chicken Sandwich from Wendy's. Um, I'm a big Whopper guy. I like Whoppers and a Big Mac. Those are kind of like my four holy grail of, of items of fast food places. So Cheesy Gordita Crunch might be number one like of all, of all items in fast food. So Cheesy Gordita Crunch obviously survives after I just gave that whole speech. Chicken Quesadilla, so good. So fucking good. Whatever that sauce is, I don't know what it is. It rocks. It rocks. I love a chicken quesadilla. That's number two. And number three is a Crunchwrap Supreme. Love me a Crunchwrap Supreme. Just sometimes it gets a little funky if you're in the car, you know, for too long and you're going home. Sometimes it gets a little weird. But we are um, keeping uh, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, Chicken Quesadilla, and a Crunchwrap Supreme. 
So there you go. There you go. That's my choices on that. Um, surprised that some of the answers came through. Um, can't believe the overwhelming love for Cinnamon Twists. Maybe if I was eight years old. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Next one. This one is great. Um, or it's horrible, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, I tend to look at it from the, um, the horrible side of things. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Let's, let's look at some of the comments here. Uh, Tom Hutch saying, fun fact, I got banned from my local Taco Bell for taking too much volcano sauce. It can't be true, Tom. There's no way your picture is like on a wall at a local Taco Bell that says no more Tom Hutch. I bet you you were at that Taco Bell last week, Tom. Don't give me that. Um, and yes, James as well. Couldn't say Big Whopper guy without laughing. That's true. I could not say Big Whopper guy without laughing uh, because who really can? If you can say I'm a Big Whopper guy with a straight face, you're a sociopath. All right, now moving into the shittiest list of things I've ever rated or done. Um, it's this, it's just the, the Mecca of Hall Road, like Shelby Township chain restaurants that I hate. Um, but I've been to all of them. Um, these suck. These suck. These all suck. Just throwing that out there. Um, but I can, I can pick three of them. I got, or I'm stuck with three of them. I have to eat three of them. So what am I going to do here? Uh, we got, we got Red Lob, we got Olive Garden, we got Cracks B. This is going to be hell. I don't know how I'm going to do this. We got Chili's. Of course we got Chili's. What the fuck? Uh, we got Applebee's eating good in the neighborhood. Um, the Cheesecake Factory. I don't know if I've ever been there. I don't, I don't know. Is that crazy? Is that like one of those, like, <gasps> you've never been there? That's insane. Um, <laughs> um, TGI Fridays, of course, is on this list. Uh, PF Changs, PF Changs, um, is that where they go in the office when Michael's like feeling down and they pick up the Asian? Anyways, and then Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Um, obviously went there for the draft. Um, don't know if anybody was watching the story, but man, that was a living, breathing nightmare. That was like. I thought 100% I was coming home with the vid. I thought 100% I had COVID-19. Um, man, I had to wait in that lobby with like fucking 20 other people. It was white trash warfare. Let me tell you, they had the worst system going. It was raining outside. So they were like telling us to wait outside, but they weren't coming and announcing whose meals were ready. So it was just raining and then everyone would come in and huddle up. And it was just like, I was running late for the draft and... That was that was a nightmare. That was white trash warfare, baby, at B-dubs. That's the only way I want to go down. All right, so let's look at the shitty list. I'm clearly, like, putting it off. Um, so right off the rip, if we're knocking things out, I don't think I've ever eaten at the Cheesecake Factory. I don't know if that's, like, a big, like, oh, my God, you haven't whatever. You haven't whatever. Um, but, yeah, I've never eaten at Cheesecake Factory. Yes, Michelle, that that location, exactly. Um yeah, and my B-dubs order did take like like an hour. It took like an hour. And I had the full mask, the full gloves, and I had the gloves on driving home, and I did the story, and everyone was DMing me like, you just cross-contaminated everything. You need to burn your gloves and singe your hands and burn your fingerprints off, or you're going to... It was just like, okay, I'm sorry I wore the gloves in my car. I didn't know that was the rule. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm a dude ranking Applebee's versus Chili's in my unfurnished office. So... Let's continue. Cheesecake Factory. 
you're gone. Never had it. Never had it. Don't know what it's like. Don't know the craze about it. Don't even, don't even know what they serve. Okay, Cheesecake Factory is gone. Number two, and I should have knocked this one out first, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. This place, this place can burn in hell. This, this place is an abomination. It's against everything I believe in. It's against everything I was raised up to be. I piss on Olive Garden. I hate you, Olive Garden. I don't like you at all. I, wanna, I don't want you in my neighborhood. I don't want to lay eyes on you. And I certainly don't want to go there for a meal. You got that? Everyone know that. Everyone know that. If you're ever in a situation, you got to pick a meal with me. I'm going to be in a grumpy mood if you pick this fucking place. I promised my mom a long time ago I'd never go there. I've been there twice. And I want to kill myself for both times going there. Okay? And neither of them were my choice. I was roped into a very tough situation. Fuck that place. Okay? We don't like Olive Garden at all. All right. Olive Garden's out. Cheesecake Factory's out. Never had it. Um, going to knock out... Hmm, I'm going to knock out Red Lobster because I don't think I've had it since 99. Um, fresh Fish Live Lobster. Um, it's probably cool. The only thing I like about Red Lobster is in Happy Gilmore, that guy that's tormenting Happy Gilmore says... Oh, no. Yeah. Says to Shooter McGavin, do you want to get Red Lobster my treat? That's that's the only thing. Um, that's the only thing. The, the only connection I really have to Red Lobster, and one of my friends used to work there, and it's kind of fun to call it the Lob. Um, I agree. I agree. Outback Steakhouse should be on the roster. Outback Steakhouse should be on this roster. It would fit in perfectly. I would have liked to have that instead of Cheesecake Factory. Olive Garden, Red Lobster, Cheesecake Factory, all gone. All right. Now we're looking at Chili's, Applebee's, P.F. Chang's, ugh, TGI Fridays, and B-Dubs. Um, all right, let's let's ax. Um, let's just so between like Applebee's and TGI Fridays, I don't know if there's a difference. I kind of forgot that they were separate restaurants. So I'm going to get rid of TGI Fridays. Um, based on almost nothing. I don't really have a distinction between the two, so I'm going to get rid of uh, TGI Fridays. So now we have Chili's, Applebee's, P.F. Chang's, Cracker Barrel, and Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, so let's revert. Let's do the reverse engineering thing. We got. We got to keep. We got to keep three. I got five left. I'm going to keep B Dubs because it's the only place on this list that I, I will get every once in a while. I got B-dubs for the draft, um, and it's, it, was, it was actually delicious. Normally, if the order's wrong or it tastes like shit or something weird's going on, but this one was delicious. So B-dubs is like on the list, it's number one. We're keeping B-dubs, we're keeping it. Four left, two gotta go. Cracker Barrel, Applebee's, P.F. Chang's, Chili's. Um, Let's go. Oh boy. All right. Let's. I am going to eliminate uh, Applebee's just because I don't go there ever. And my buddy Jack said, if you keep Crapplebee's, I'm quitting the next. Um, the next and the roster management mean a lot more to me than um, any restaurant ranking here. And I don't really have any good reason to keep. Applebee's, and he called it Crapplebee's, which is kind of funny. So let's get rid of Applebee's. Um, so now I have to get rid of one of P.F. Chang's Chili's and Cracker Barrel. B-Dubs is safe. 
I'm going to protect, I'm going to protect Chili's um, st strictly because I've, I've had it before and it's, it's okay. And it's very funny to reference with the office. Um, so let's keep Chili's for Michael Scott and the gang. That's where the Dundies were held. A lot of good history TV watching with Chili's. So we'll keep Chili's and B-dubs. I'm down to P.F. Chang's or Cracker Barrel. And I have a feeling a lot of you out there are like, it's got to be P.F. Chang's. It's got to be P.F. Chang's. It's different than the other two. And P.F. Chang's is like decent. It's like, it's like good. And who the fuck goes to Cracker Barrel? Like no one goes to Cracker Barrel. No one's been there. No one goes there. Didn't they just like file for bankruptcy or something? I got to tell you, me and my dad... Me and my dad used to go on these road trips down to the University of Notre Dame, and we'd go watch a football game there. My dad went to Notre Dame. Um, I obviously ended up going to Michigan State, but I used to love University of Notre Dame growing up. We'd drive down to South Bend, Indiana. We'd always stop at a fucking Cracker Barrel, and I used to call it Cracks B when I was like nine years old. My dad thought it was the funniest thing ever. I don't know why, but he thought it was very funny that I called it Cracks B, and I have some good, wholesome dad football memories of going to Cracker Barrel so we're keeping Cracker Barrel and P.F. Chang's and go fucking kick rocks. So we are keeping B-dubs, Chili's, and Cracker Barrel of all these fucking shitty restaurants that are listed right here. Um, Cracker Barrel, Chili's, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's all we got. All right. So we have about, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes here. Song of the week time as I pull up the over-unders. Uh, song of the week this week is... Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. It sounds like it was recorded in the 80s, um, and I love it, and it's a real pop song. And it, I'm telling you, all these songs now sound like they're in the 80s, and I love it. Yes, Cracker Barrel does have a gift shop. Good call. Cracker Barrel has a gift shop. P.F. Chang's does not. Does not. All right, what do we got here? Here we go. All right, I'm going to pull up the over-unders. As you guys listen to Song of the Week, it's called Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. I don't care if it's old, I have no idea, but I like it. Trying to get to the chorus, I just I can't find it. There we go. All right, song of the week, stupid love, Lady Gaga. All right, now we're moving into over unders. Um, this is an actual picture uh, that Jerry posted of himself on his actual Instagram. I looked it up today. He posted it last year, or maybe 2018, I'm not sure. Uh, it had 39 likes and no comments. Um, and this is it. This is Jerry. Um, so if you guys don't know what Over Under is, Jerry used to send me a list of 10 items. I've never seen the list before, and I'll tell you if those items are over or underrated as I read through them. Um, as you can see pinned on the comments, people are sending in topics for Over Under, um, and 
I and Jerry's curating the list and then sending it over to me. But yes, Jerry, I did get the list. Thank you for doing it. Um, so so Jerry helps me with this list. This is him like the day before a culture or a, a Migos concert or something. Um, again, 39 likes, uh, zero comments on this picture that is still on his Instagram today. Uh, you can go check it out. You can follow him at at Parmesan Rubino. So go follow Jerry. He could use a little more love on his picks. Um, and probably just in general. Probably just a little more love in general with a pick like that. Yeah, look at that. Look at that thing. That's a wild-ass pick, huh? All right. Over-unders starting right now. Uh, pulling up the list. Uh, LGRW, shout out to Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom, number one Fizz fan. You're the best. Tom and Jack and Nico. So this is who sent in um, the over-unders this week. Let's go through them. Number one, McGriddles. Buddy. Buddy. I had a fucking McGriddle this week, this past weekend. I love McGriddles. I ordered a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle, but I got a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Wasn't mad about it. It was still awesome. McGriddles rock. McGriddles are so underrated. Um, whenever I get McDonald's breakfast, I go McGriddle. Um, and that's just, that's just my order. Like, so someone knows me well, hell, McGriddles fucking rock. Underrated. Number two, mimosas. Mimosas are so great. Mimosas are better than what they actually are. Like a mimosa is champagne and orange juice. Yes. But what a mimosa signifies is the start of an absolutely great day. It means that you're most likely day drinking. You're most likely starting your day with a drink. You might be tailgating. You might be just enjoying nice weather. You might be on a boat. You might be celebrating something. The idea behind mimosas is so much bigger than just um, champagne, orange juice in a flute. If you get somewhere with a bottomless mimosa and you can just pound flutes of it, like look out. Your hangover is going to suck, but your day, your day is going to rock, but your hangover is going to suck. Um, and as we all know, to create a good mimosa, it's all champagne and then just a splash of orange juice to change the coloring. Everyone knows that. If you don't know that, you're doing it wrong and you're doing it incorrectly and you're not celebrating right. Mimosas are underrated. Mimosas rock. Not to mention they're filled with champagne. Uh, number three, Joe Rogan. I don't really follow Joe Rogan too much, um, but the stuff I have seen, I enjoy. I've listened to his podcast a couple times. He seems like a very impressive dude, like funny guy, martial arts dude, just like a really motivational kind of guy. I'll say he's underrated. He seems like a talented guy. I don't know if this is more relevant to something happening right now. I just don't follow Joe Rogan that much, but from what I have followed him on, he seems pretty underrated. We'll go underrated Joe Rogan. Number four. Number four, edibles. Oh boy, edibles. Um, edibles are underrated because the fact that like everything in the world right now, it can be an edible is like mind blowing. Like, you know, a sucker, a gummy, uh, you know, obviously brownies, cookies, like all baked goods. Um, but like, it just seems like anything and everything can be an absolute edible right now. Um, you know, back, back in the day, it was just like brownies and cookies. And sure, the first time that I ever had an edible, like I, I completely did, did the thing where it's like, it's not hitting me yet, it doesn't work. And then you're just fucking skating the rings of Saturn. Um, but I gotta say they're underrated because 
you know, it's just like getting the THC with a tasty snack um, that is smokeless and tasteless. So, yeah, of course, edibles, underrated. Edibles rock. Um, number five, Migos. Dude, I don't, I don't fucking, the Migos, this is like Jerry's favorite band group rap community ever. I have like no clue what they do. Like, I think I've heard a couple verses by like Quavo, maybe on like a Bieber song. Um, they gotta be overrated. Like, I, I think they're extremely popular, mega popular. I know Cardi B dates one of them and he keeps cheating on her. They gotta be overrated. But I haven't made my decision yet. They gotta be overrated, but for the sake of Jerry, knowing how much he loves these guys, knowing how hood they are, um, I'm gonna say they're underrated just for just for Jerry. Literally, he's wearing his culture shirt in the background here. So I'll give them, I'll give the Migos the underrated tag here just because I know absolutely nothing about them. So it'd be unfair for me to call them overrated without giving them a fair shake. Kind of a pussy answer, but that's what we're going with. We'll go Migos underrated for Jerry helping me out here with the fizz and everything. Um, okay, number six. Uh, <laughs> calling out Nico here for this gem. Over under Dennis Rodman's cock size at 10 inches. And we are going hard over hard over not not that when it's hard it goes over 10 inches we're going soft hanging flaccid penis is over 10 inches um that is where we're landing with that one i just did a whole thing on dennis rodman um so of course i'm saying he's got a huge hog i mean he was pounding out carmen electra he was par pounding out Madonna, God knows who in between. There's got to be more famous people involved there. At what In the Rodman 30 for 30, they say Dennis Rodman was more popular than Michael Jordan at one point in time. And I fully believe it. The guy was a freak. I was an animal. And I'm proud to say he was a two-time NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons. So Dennis Rodman over under 10 inches cock size, soft, over, buddy, over. That guy probably has to wear longer shorts so it doesn't you know, hang out of his shorts. Probably tucks it into his sock. You know what I mean? Cool. All right, number seven, Crocs. Um, here's another one of those things. Never even put on a pair of Crocs. Never put on a pair of Crocs. Don't know what they're like. A lot of hockey guys wear them. Um, they seem pretty comfortable, pretty versatile, but I don't know. I've never worn them. Uh, they're ugly. They obviously haven't been cool enough to give me a look. So I'm going to just say Crocs are overrated uh, just because I don't like the way that they look really. Uh, so we're going to say Crocs are overrated just because I've never had them. We are at the two-minute mark. We have two minutes remaining until this podcast shuts me off. Crocs, overrated. Number eight, Teal-era Pistons jerseys. The Teal-era Pistons jerseys are so, so underrated. The Teal the, the teal Pistons jerseys, fucking A, from the 90s are so sick. I have a Grant Hill one. I want to get myself a Dumars one. Maybe I'll get myself a Rodman one, even though that's not a thing that happened. The Teal jerseys rock, but the Teal jerseys rock because they came along during a time when crazy jerseys happened. They happened during the 90s. They were, they were like wild and different. There's a whole athletic article on the Pistons teal jerseys, and I'm glad they're not part of the Pistons uniforms today, but I'm glad that the Pistons have such an iconic random jersey that when you go back to throwbacks, you can look and be like, oh, look at the Pistons teal one. It's kind of like the crazy Memphis jerseys or the crazy Jazz jerseys. The Pistons are right in there with those teal jerseys, and they're completely underrated. We have a minute left. 
Number nine, How I Met Your Mother. I don't really watch that show at all. I've watched a couple episodes. It was mildly funny. It's kind of in the range of like two and a half men um, or something like that. I think it's a funny show, um, but I'm, I'm going to say it's overrated. I just don't get into those type of shows really. Like I, I just kind of think they're corny. Uh, number 10, self-checkouts. Self-checkouts are so underrated. They have them all at Taco Bell kiosk now. I don't even go through the drive-thru anymore. I go inside, use the self-kiosk and check out. Obviously, that was before COVID area. We got we to gotta do these. We got 20 seconds. McGriddles, underrated. Mimosas, underrated. Love them. Joe Rogan, underrated. Edibles, underrated. Migos, underrated. Uh, Dennis Rodman, cock size, 10, 10 inches. It's bigger than 10 inches. Over, underrated. Crocs. Overrated. Teal Era Pistons jerseys, underrated. How I Met Your Mother, overrated. Self-checkouts. Oh, fuck. Fuck, the video ended, but the podcast doesn't have to. Self-checkouts, overrated. I ran out of time. I did not time that well. Uh, But I appreciate everyone on the podcast who is here listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I was a little bit all over the place, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Um, I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. If you can, rate this on iTunes um, and tell your friends to follow the Instagram. You guys are the best, and I will see you next week. See ya. Oh.